You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM with me, Kieran Audula, and we're talking about how from May 1st to 7th, Canadian mental health associations across Canada will recognize Mental Health Week, a social change campaign to educate the public and shift beliefs and perceptions about mental health. And the theme this year is hashtag my story. We'll be speaking to Leanne. She is part of the National Council of People with Lived Experience. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Leanne, let's talk about this year's theme, hashtag my story. What is it all about? So what the objective is, I think, for this Mental Health Week, which has been going for 72 years, is um, really sharing our stories to understand what we're going through, to destigmatize the issues surrounding mental health that so many people are afraid to talk about. Because when we talk about things, it, it really makes things a little more relatable. Um, and so by being able to speak your truth and to talk to others, it informs other people about what's going on and normalizes the conversation. So there's a huge push on that to ensure that people are able to feel comfortable because when you do get your story out and you do talk to people, it has amazing effects for your mental health. And, you know, talking about storytelling, it is super important. I want to know, what's your experience with mental health? Oh, my goodness. Well, as you, uh, as you said prior, I do sit on this council. And what prompted me to sit on the council is I live with, um, I live with a cognitive disability. I live with ADHD. And I also do have mental illness, uh, various ones. I have anxiety, depression, borderline personality disorder, which is pretty hardcore. And so what happened is I went through some significant mental health uh, situations that were pretty, pretty bad. And fortunately, I was able to recover from them because I had people that I could speak with within my community, friends, family, supportive family. And I was also really lucky to find um, an amazing doctor that practiced psychotherapy. So I was able to get through it. Um, I did a lot of research on the internet. I participated in a lot of forums where people would talk back and forth. And what happened is that I, um, I'm a parent to a wonderful, wonderful daughter. And what I found is that when I had my onset of uh, the breakdowns, which is when my daughter was almost four years old, I had nowhere to turn. Um, there was not any information about parental mental health that was available online. And I was actually quite afraid to approach anyone about it because the fear was that when I tell them that I would, you know, be in bed crying or I was sad or whatever was happening with me, that they'd actually send children's services to take my child away. And, I mean, I guess that was part of the delusion that was going on with my particular circumstance at that time. But um, within specific, you know, cultural communities, that is a realistic fear that could happen. So what I did is I created a website called parentalmental.com. This was about three and a half years ago. And what I created it to do is act as a forum for parents who were going through what I was going through to have a space where um, what I encourage, and I hashtag this, relatable solidarity, a place where parents could post anonymously about the concerns that they were feeling, whether it was, you know, my infant is keeping me up all night, I can't sleep, I don't know what to do, to, you know, my three-year-old is talking back and sometimes I just want to, you know, lock the kid in the room and, and, and walk away because it's driving me nuts. 
it's really important to have that open conversation and to feel safe because there are so many people who are afraid to go and seek that help, that often when there is that peer support or community support that's available, um, it can really be encouraging for them to seek help and professional help. So that's why, that's one of the elements that I started. That's <laughs> Honestly, Leanne, I think the website parentalmental.com is incredible because for parents, I find there's this idea that they have to be the strong one. They can't be vulnerable and they set aside their feelings. So how important is it for parents to prioritize their mental health? Because if they're not taking care of, how can they take care of their children? So how important is it for parents to really take care of their well-being? Absolutely. You know, one of the analogies that I like to use all the time, and I've done this in some of my speaking engagements is the idea of the oxygen mask. Now, if we've flown before, we all understand at the beginning before we take off, the flight attendant does the demonstration, or nowadays it's actually on a video. And so what they do say is that you put your oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your dependents. And the reason for that is when you are breathing the oxygen, you are safe and you're capable to protect those who depend on you. And this is the same idea that I have when it comes to parental mental health. As a parent, it is so important that we ourselves feel stable and healthy in order to be able to be there for our children to support them. Unfortunately, what's still happening in our society, and this is what I'm hoping to change through advocacy, is that when a parent goes in um, about a mental health concern, let's say to the doctor, most often the attention is put onto the child. Um, how is the child doing? And especially if there's a child that does go in themselves and they're referred for mental health support, it kind of stops there. Um, doctors and clinicians don't necessarily inquire about the overall family health and the situation, which would be so incredibly beneficial because there are so many clues as to why that child may be experiencing anxiety, whether it's hereditary, whether it's uh, based upon uh, situations that are happening within the home. So I think that, you know, using that example of, of whole family health care and the, the oxygen mask is, is so important. Um, a lot of parents are afraid to talk about it because, like you were saying, they, they have to be strong. We have to be perfect. And Seeing all that information that's available, you know, on social media where you have pictures of moms who are perfectly dressed and their three kids are perfectly dressed and everybody looks like they're having a great time, it can really make us feel as though we're not doing a good enough job and nobody wants to acknowledge that. But I think if we look at our own parents, as much as they... Um, as much as they want to present that image, uh, and we think that they have that image of perfection, they themselves will say, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just getting by. I was doing my best. And I think that's what every parent needs to understand. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. As long as you're doing your best for yourself and for your kids, that's all that we can ask for. Leanne, uh, this is Natasha. I'm a mom of three teenagers, so you can only feel, (laughs) you can only imagine what I'm going through, right? And uh, because I'm also, uh, you know, here for the last five years, out of which part of it was the 
you know, for you chunk was the pandemic. Uh, mm. It's it's so nice to see that you have parentalmental.com because when I'm going through a crisis and currently I am, it is so difficult to find resources for parents. And I know at so many points of my life, I thought I need help before I can help anyone else. I need help. And it's so important, you know, and I think uh, when we're mothers, right? So when mm-hmm. we are pregnant, they say, oh, it is either, if, say if we're, you know, on going through, they say it's PMS, okay? Say if yeah. we're having a, having a mood swing or having some issues, they oh, she's having a PMS. Then, oh, it's postpartum <laughs> depression. Oh, it's menopause. We attribute it to certain things which are, you know, significant moments in our lives, but we never attribute it to our own mental health. So I think it's so important for women to acknowledge that they're going through something and to seek help. I absolutely agree with you, Natasha. It's that's a hundred percent, and I've actually been working with um, a couple of organizations. They're developing a perinatal mental health strategy, and so what that involves is, you know, the time, the period before, um, while the while pregnancy is happening, and about a up to a year after the child has been born. But in my situation, I didn't get affected until my child was almost four years old. And there really isn't a lot of information out there about that. Perinatal mental health, thankfully, is really starting to gain traction. And that's excellent. And I think we also need to start paying attention to what happens after. Because as the mom of three teenagers, you're struggling just as much as the mom of a two-year-old. And I think we all have our challenges. I mean, I'm in my 40s. And my parents still struggle with some concerns with me, and they're in their 70s. I think that as a parent, you are always a parent. So there are always different challenges at all the different stages of your own and your children's life. On the website, I have um, a bunch of resources that are available, and one of my favorite books is called The Awakened Family by Dr. Shafali Tsabari. And I find that that book, I've listened to the audiobook a few times uh, because she actually narrates it, so you really get the energy from her. And even the written is great. And why I really like that book is she offers a really excellent perspective that I think is applicable whether your child is one year old or your child is 51 years old. And it really gives a holistic approach and confidence and encouragement to the parents to believe that they have done a good job and that they are good enough parents in terms of raising their children. So I think that when you have that that acknowledgement from the public, whether it's through community supports, peer supports, even medical professionals, it can really, really help to calm you and really give you some focus, especially when you know like I said, relatable solidarity, that other people are going through it as well. And that's why telling your story and being able to talk about it really, really can help. You're so right there, Leanne. I just want to know one very quick question for you. When you say parental, mental, do you have more moms coming to you or do you have the dads as well seeking help? So the 
here's the funny thing. Um, the objective of the site, I did create it a few years ago. I am not a technical person. So as much as I've tried to, you know, get this forum going, I'm always having con constant, like, challenges with making sure that it works. Just yesterday I had a challenge with the whole CAPTCHA, realizing that people couldn't post. <laughs> so I haven't had a lot of activity on the site. But interestingly... I do mention uh, parental mental to people if I'm out places and having a conversation. And I've had people sit and talk to me. Um, in, I was in a thrift shop shopping one day, and I had a mom coming to talk to me, and she sat there with me for about 45 minutes telling me about the challenges that she was having with her 18-year-old daughter and just speaking openly about it. I find that... Um, I find that... Uh, Men often have more challenge with that. I think there are still some very stereotypical uh, gender roles that exist out there. And so I find that women tend to be more open about this idea. However, there are definitely men out there who do feel the same way. And I think that's a major element to start encouraging men to, to speak about how they parent as well and how they feel in their own mental health situation with regard to parenting. Leanne, we really enjoyed talking to you. I wish we had more time to keep having this conversation, but before I let you go, what is your message for this week? Well, my message is just talk. <laughs> it's, it's so, you know, even if you're reluctant to talk about something with someone because you feel that they're going to judge you, you would be surprised because often when you do share that and it comes from a place of honesty and you share your experience, the listener can feel that. And it may trigger something in them that may not hit right away, but it stays with them. And by sharing your story, you have that opportunity not only to change your life, but to possibly change someone else's life and make their family life and their friend's life better. It's a, it's a domino effect in a positive way. So, you know, you feel better after you speak, and hopefully the same will, will apply to the people that you speak with. So, oh, Thank you, Leanne. Really appreciate that. You take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me.